Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hour number three on a Wednesday. Hour number three always starts with Zay's choice in beats. What do you got, Zay? Stay f- or still fly, excuse me, by the big timers. The Manny big- Fresh beat. Mm, the big timers. Half of the big timers. Manny Fresh, baby, number one stunner, Birdman. Yeah. This one sounds like it belongs in the new Creed movie. It gives me like a rocky, like a. Like a fight vibe. All right. A lot of people used to fight in New Orleans when this song was out, so I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. All right. Fair enough. There you go. Maybe that's that's what I was thinking of. All right. So the big timers getting us started in the 2 o'clock hour. Every time Kansas plays Texas in football, they try to prove that they're big timers. Heck, they got a win in Austin last year, and of course they got that win back a few years ago that we won't even talk about. But we'll, uh, we'll see what happens this Saturday at 2.30 in Lawrence. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. We'll talk to a man who's been covering Texas for uh, oh, a minute or two. He is Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast. Also, check out that Morning Brew article. You got it each and every day. Chip, how are you? What's going on, fellow? What's up, man? Um, it is going to be... Uh, it was good. It was. It's always going to be an interesting time when Texas and Kansas get together after a couple of these these games that you know that have just happened. But with Saturday's game against TCU, I'm just not sure what to expect. Give us your thoughts coming out of it. Um, you know, I think Chip, I could have dealt with or, or expected like a 38-35, or I think I picked 42-38, uh, but 17-10, the way it played out. I just didn't expect it. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I thought this game would go to overtime at 30. 30. So that tells you where where my mind was. But, you know, I think um, it was just one of those nights, man, where the offense, I mean, from that that first out route that Quinn yours threw to Worthy, yours was late. Uh, the ball gets, I mean, Worthy was wide open. Um, and then uh, Tomlinson comes over, breaks it up. And then it was just sort of a, a cavalcade of, of you know, calamity from an offensive standpoint. Guys dropping balls that don't drop balls. Um, even B. John Robinson said that on the fourth and one uh, run that he had in the first half, he should have stayed outside to the right. Instead, he tried to cut. He thought, you know, he could cut back inside. And there was another defender there who stuffs him. So, you know, he, 
he's kicking himself about that. When, when was the last time you heard Bijan Robinson say he missed, you know, the the cut? And so, it, you know, it just um, and when that when that happens, you know, that's one play, but it's a it's a huge play because it's it leaves you in long you know, long yardage, and then you become predictable. And that's exactly where TCU had Texas all night. And, and so, you know, I think they'll go to Kansas. I'm sure Kansas will take some of what TCU did. Kansas has good enough corners to put eight and nine in the box and, and just, you know, cram every gap and, and try to force, um, when you were to beat them throwing, it's going to be freezing. And, uh, you know, Quinn yours did spend what four months at Ohio state. So he knows, uh, what it's like to be in that winter weather. And, uh, they just need to stay two dimensional. I mean, if Texas can run the football, I think they win the game. If they struggle to establish the run, man, Kansas, they believe that that team believes. And they, they almost went to Lubbock and won. I know the final score is 43-28, but they had a fumble late um, that broke that game open. You know, but Kansas was driving to tie it up. It was, it was definitely one of those games that felt like whoever has the ball last wins. So um, Kansas playing with confidence. And, you know, if I'm Steve Sarkeesian, I dust off the Oklahoma film and say – this is what we're capable of and Oklahoma beat Kansas. So let's go do this, you know, Um, because the offense is just sort of ground to a halt here. These last three games, especially in the second half. Yeah. You know, champ Steve Sarkeesian in a way has become a little stubborn with how much and how frequently he's taken these deep shots, especially with Quinn yours hasn't been accurate on majority of them. And then you give Bijan Robinson only 12 carries, no carries in the red zone. The only two times you were there was it, how did you see the game plan offensively and were you surprised on Sark's play calling and decision making on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I, I need Bijan Robinson to be touching the ball in goal-to-go situations. That's nothing against Roshan Johnson at all. You know, Roshan Johnson is, is going to be an NFL player uh, probably next year. So, yeah, I, but, man, I, I sure would be throwing the football to Bijan Robinson because he averages 16.5 yards per reception. I mean, that's the highest of the four top receivers um, on the team and it's because he usually gets the ball in space and and can make guys miss and get yards after the catch so it's just uh it didn't seem like there was an urgency to get the ball to Bijan Robinson any way possible by any means possible and you know I, I just I mean why not a trick play you know I mean why not come out in the second half and try something. Um, and you got guys who can throw it. We've seen, uh, you know, we know Roshan can throw it. Worthy threw it for a touchdown to Sanders. Sanders can throw it. I mean, at some point you got to 
it's those subtle messages you send to your team that hey we're we're okay we're attacking we're we're gonna we're gonna be fine and and it just didn't seem like that was you know happening and and they did run some counter and power in the in the first half they had some success with it uh, but they couldn't sustain it and whenever they went to the air it seemed like there was either a penalty or a drop and. And after a while, you you just start to feel like, man, nothing's going to work. And but Sarkeesian can't think that way, and that's that's where um, you know he's got to he's got to get them into a play that will bring some juice. And so we'll see how this this goes against Kansas because they should Texas should be able to run the ball on this Kansas defense. And it's, you know, in cold weather, run the ball, play defense. And the defense is playing at a high level right now. So um, that's the formula for success. Let's see if, if Sarkeesian can get them into a rhythm early and, and make them two-dimensional. Yeah, this week that's a capital S on that should, too. We'll see if they, uh, if they follow along there. Talking with Chip Brown, Horns247.com. And, Chip, it is, you know, it is one of those – the, the one thing about Sark that I, I've sort of gleaned over this last couple of years, and, and you tell me if you agree, you're there for every press conference. I think he's being really honest with you guys most of the time. I think if you're listening carefully, the truth is there. And the truth is he's not going to go to the backup quarterback. And the truth is he's going to take deep shots. And he's going to sometimes give it to Bijan enough, and sometimes he's not. I just want to ask you about kind of as you're feeling out this this coach, but also you guys get to interview players. Where's the frustration level right now? I mean, it's 11 and 11 total. I get it. He says they're better than last year. What are you sensing? You've covered this team a long time, and I'm sure you have that sense for a coach's frustration, a player's frustration. Where do you think this all is right now? Sark, Bijan, just kind of the vibe you're getting in that room. Yeah, I mean, I think these guys believe in in Sarkeesian, and I think that's that's a big upgrade from last year. I think there were bad apples in the group last year who were detracting from the overall uh, culture and, you know, the togetherness and the oneness. Uh, The defense is, you know, so much better. Those guys are totally bought in. And I think offensively, I mean, Bijan Robinson, we asked him point blank on Monday, is your faith shaken in the, in Sark as an offensive play caller and he immediately said, no, no, not at all. I mean, you know, so I think the guys, you know, believe in Sark. I think they respect the way he talks to them and, and is transparent with them. I mean, I think he's got the culture right, which is huge. I mean, from a, from a building of a program standpoint, you know, they are young at quarterback. They've got some young players on that offensive line. Those guys are going to be really good next year. I mean, they should be. And the defense returns a lot of, you know, top talent. And in, in, in the defensive line, Jalen Ford's back. You know, maybe they can figure out a way to get DeMarvin Overshown to come back for his COVID year. But, um, you know, it's moving in the right direction. The, the hard part is you're so close and you had, you had leads in, you know, what, three of your four uh, – yeah, well, fourth quarter leads in three of your four losses. 
that the fan base is like, what the hell's wrong? You know, what, yeah. what's wrong? Why, why, we're, why are we falling apart when it matters most? But the bottom line is they've had the lead. I mean, they're not, they're not getting blown out. They're not getting run. So I do think this team is together, but they offensively, the, the psyche looks fragile. Like Ewers came off the field. He did. He looked shaken. I mean, you know, and he said this week that he's got to get his footwork right, that he looked at the film and feels like his footwork was lazy was his, was his word. And, you know, we talked about that in, you know, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, you know, because he throws off platforms so much and doesn't set his feet, he's got that ability to kind of slingshot passes, sidearm them, whatever. But when you get into wind and weather and, um, and, and sometimes just trying to get a deep ball, to, the nose of the football to dive right into your receiver's hands, you got to set your feet. And so this will be interesting because he was really good in the second quarter at Kansas State when they built that 31-10 lead. Uh, and then they had the penalties and the turnover by Worthy in the third quarter at K-State. Got them out of rhythm. They didn't get back in it. And then they were hanging on for dear life, you know, kicked a field goal. Uh, to to hang on and win that. So, you know, this game, Texas is a nine-and-a-half point favorite, and I'm like, okay, did you see the offense <laughs> against CCU? Because Kansas, man, Kansas can, man, they run the football, triple option. Yep. They, lead, they lead the Big 12 in pass efficiency. You know, I mean, they're – this is an efficient Kansas offense, and they believe, man. So this is going to be it's probably going to be another fourth quarter, you know, cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, don't want to hear that, Chip. Now, <laughs> oh, Gary Patterson, I bet you he was in his fields on Saturday at the TCU game, but now there's rumors going around on him going up to Lincoln, Nebraska, maybe looking at that Nebraska job. How do you assess that? Is that a true thing? He went on Twitter yesterday and basically said he was committed to Sark and the staff to continue to finish this journey. Do you think Gary Patterson will be back next year or he could leave to go find another head coaching job somewhere well i think um we have to wait and see what the carousel ends up looking like but i'm not sure that the nebraska thing has has legs and and i do think that gary has enjoyed himself at texas i think he's enjoyed you know i talked to him in june when he released his song the day i walk away and he said you know it's nice to get up at the end of a meeting and say and I'm glad Sark has to figure out these problems, you know, and, and not him. And, and so I think he's, you know, learning. You know, he said part of the reason he came to Texas was he wanted to observe Sark, his offense, how they recruit. And, and Gary obviously had a huge role in that defensive game plan uh, against TCU. In fact, if you look at the television real carefully on a couple of instances, you might see Gary Patterson doing some gesturing um, <laughs> to a couple defensive players. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think I, I don't see him at Nebraska next year. And, and I think there is a real chance he'll be back. 
Chip, real quick before we let you go, obviously the big game tonight at the Moody Center. Uh, I see an article here that you uh, that you did regarding Mr. DeSue. Is how much of a key is he for you tonight, trying to deal with Gonzaga and uh, and Timmy? Yeah, I mean Dylan DeSue led the SEC in rebounding two years ago, and then he had the knee injury, and and he had to rehab it, so he he didn't get to go through conditioning or anything with the new coaching staff, the new players last year, and last year was kind of a lost year him but he's been through all the preseason all the camp the conditioning this is his time and and you know he's six nine he's a he's a defensive player drew timmy is a monster probably the best footwork of any big man in college basketball for the last 10 years and and so dylan DeZu, you know if you you see yourself as an nba guy then you know he should be able to hold Timmy below his scoring average tonight and we'll see how Beard plays it because he doesn't ever just put it on one guy um, and obviously DeZue's going to come out of the game at times and Christian Bishop and you know Dylan Mitchell have to you know work together to limit um, Timmy but yeah I mean I think this is a big step for DeZue if he has a good night tonight man his confidence will probably soar. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Eight, uh, 8 o'clock pregame right here on the Horn. 8.30 tip for Texas and Gonzaga. That is Chip Brown. Check that article out at horns247.com. He's got the Morning Brew article for you every day. The flagship podcast is up as well, talking about Texas trying to go get that win at Kansas. A little revenge for what they did in Austin last year. If you're on Twitter, at ChipBrown247. Chip, always appreciate it, man. Have a great week. All right, fellas. Thanks, Chip. Good stuff there. And uh, interesting, the offensive psyche uh, comment I think was uh, was good. But good to hear if you're a Texas fan that this team, at least the vibe around the team, is that they certainly haven't given up on their coach or anything. But there is just something weird going on with this offense. They need to figure something out when they have the football. We'll see what happens in Lawrence. We'll keep talking about that one as the week goes on. Up next, it's Why Today Matters. Today is November the 16th. I got two birthdays for you. And I'm wondering why they haven't gotten together yet. It would feel like there's a natural dating situation ready to happen. I'll tell you who they are coming up on the horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aha! Alright. If I heard that beat and my face did that, and I think I know this voice, it's Easy E. That's right. There we go. This would be from some uh from some, some solo stuff or NWA stuff? Uh this is the solo stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So 
when NWA was coming out, I want to say Easy dropped this album right when they dropped their album too, like right around okay. the same time. Even though the majority of these lyrics are from Cube, Easy E had the voice. Ah, right. Dr. Yeah. Dre was like, "Man, you can't write, but Cube can." <laughs> and Cube's gonna write your lyrics. And there's always that famous scene in the movie. Uh, 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 the NWA movie where Ice Cube's son is playing him and Ice Cube go, they, he goes up to Jerry the manager and Easy and they're eating this like very classy dinner and these guys the rest of the guys are coming back from Fat Burger or something and Cube's like man this must be nice huh uh huh <laughs> crazy where where's this money coming from we're out here eating Fat Burger and yeah right Cube was the first to leave because he knew he was getting screwed out the deal and. Yeah, that's all she wrote. So you're saying that the vibe around the NWA situation wasn't exactly the same as the Wu-Tang oh, thing you described not earlier? not even close. Okay, I'm not saying the Wu-Tang Clan didn't have their differences, but it was way worse than NWA, and that had to yeah. do a lot with uh, Jerry Heller? I think that was the name. Jerry Heller, yeah, yeah the manager for uh, NWA back Is then. Is it Paul he Giamatti even... that played him in the movie? Was it Paul Giamatti that played him or somebody else? I think it was, wasn't it? Is that who he played? Sure. What else Paul Giamatti is? That Paul Giamatti is uh what else would you know him from? I know him from he was in Sideways, the the movie about wine. He was in uh he's in this commercial now as Scrooge on the in the the uh, the mobile phone commercials. What else do you know Giamatti from? Oh, he's in uh what's the is it Billions he's in? Billions or I don't know, just look him up. Yeah. Look up Paul Giamatti. I can't I can't come up with how to tell you who he yeah, is. Yeah, you're right. That is him, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was him. yeah. All right. So uh a great beat there and uh Easy E joining the uh the list today. Easy E, little Black Sabbath, Steve Forbert, whoever the heck that is. Apparently I'm supposed to know. Sugar Ray and Donnie Iris have all been on the show today, and I did get ripped for not recognizing Steve Forbert. My bad, Steve. If you're out there, I just I didn't know. All right, uh a lot of stuff going on tonight. Of course, Texas basketball. We'll get a little bit more on that coming up, but we've got Ball Don't Lie coming up at three. Longhorn Blitz podcast at seven, cranking, uh, you know, crushing in on the Longhorn football game even deeper. Then uh, at eight o'clock, pregame for Texas basketball. Tip with Gonzaga is at eight thirty. If you're a fan of Fight Night and sports guys talking wrestling, they'll go podcast only this week because of the Gonzaga game. All right, let's get into why today matters. That game will be a part of it, but we also have a couple other things for you. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, November the 16th. Zay, I got two birthdays. I'm going to try to get them together, and I think they both uh, may be in need of a relationship. Today's Pete Davidson's 29th birthday. Uh, Pete has dated some famous people recently. Yo, have you seen his new woman? No. Oh, is he taken right now? Yeah, he's taken. Darn it. I was trying to get him into Jess a new Jess was taken yesterday at Star Yet, that Emily Wojciechowski girl. Oh, and I don't know. She's like a model. She got famous for that Birdline song for Rel and Robin Thicke oh, because there's okay. an unedited version where she's showing nothing but her birthday suit. I see. I see. Yeah. I'm telling you what, you can say whatever you want about Pete Davidson and the way he looks and the craziness and all that stuff, but man, the list he's putting together. Go to his Wikipedia page and just look up the girls he's dated, the most famous ones you'll know, but even the ones that you don't know, 
when you look up and see who, what they look like, man. Yeah, Ariana Grande, she's kind of hit or miss for me. I don't like the little child stuff that she does, but she looks good when uh, she's a grown woman. When right, once she grew up. Yeah, yeah right, when she acts like a grown woman, that's when she looks good. So yeah. her, Kim K, and now this Emily Wojcikowski, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but yeah, Pete yeah. cleans up. He does and well. Don't forget, there was a Kate Beckinsale in there. Stop it. Kate Beckinsale. Yo, I'm not an underworld guy. I will watch that movie just because of her. Dude, I mean, I'm telling you. It's, Damn, Pete. I, I know. And then, and what I was trying to get to was today is the double nickel. He's proven he'll date an older woman. Beckinsale's like 10 years older than him. Today, Lisa Bonet hits the double nickel. So I'm wow. thinking Lisa Bonet, maybe uh, Pete Davidson. Now, her type is a little different in the past, but he is all tatted up. He's crazy. She's got some crazy going on. I'm sure there's I, – I would be certain there's at least one or two tattoos on Lisa Bonet. Yeah, he would probably – With time with Momoa. He would probably go after Zoe Kravis first before Moms. <laughs> he probably would. But I, I feel him. I feel him. If he went Lisa Bonet, hey, mm. go ahead. Happy birthday to both of those. You watched the Cosby show. Was yeah. she that girl for you or was it – was she Denise – she was who's the, who's the oldest. She one? was Denise. Sandra was the Sandra, older. Sandra, yeah, yeah, the yeah, older yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. If I had, I mean, it, it would. It also, I watched the whole run of that show, so it kind of depends on which time frame <laughs> you were in. But I was probably a Denise guy, okay, more than I was a Sandra guy. Now, did you go with Both Denise attractive. when she went to college on Different World, or was that yes for you like Different World a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I think I was with Different World for two or three full seasons. Okay, yeah. wow, look at you. Heck yeah, Dwayne Wayne. Yo, man, you might... Kadeem Hardison? You might have to skip the line in the cookout, the way you're talking right now. Like, not only invited, hey, get somebody get Chad to play first. There you and, put, go. and put them chitlins on first for him yeah. so he can get them chitlins in his room. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Come on now. Yeah, man, Lisa Bonet was great. She was great. Um, all right, so uh, we got those birthdays. Uh, on the sports side of things, happy birthday to Dr. K himself. Dwight Gooden is 58. I hope he's doing well. Me too, man. They did that doc a couple years ago with him and, uh, pardon the pun, a documentary with him and uh, Daryl Strawberry. That Mets team, obviously historic and everything, but they are also a troubled, uh, not cursed, they're a troubled, tormented group in some ways. Uh, And they they lived hard, man. They lived hard back then and maybe still living hard today. Yeah, they look like they're living hard. If you watch that documentary, that 30 for 30 on that 86 Mets team, it was a four-parter. Like, that's how crazy their life was yeah. in that team. Like, they had a four-parter just for those guys, and they have a legendary airplane story after they beat the Astros to go to the World Series, you know, from Houston to uh, uh, Queens. It was Long the, flight. I heard it was one of the craziest. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Uh, cocaine on that trip no (laughs) the Mets in the 80s how dare you such accusations eh yeah 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 they they, they were out there they were out there but they won so what can you say dude I'm surprised there weren't commercials in New York the New York Mets brought to you by cocaine Welcome back, bottom of the third. I mean, I that I'm not. I would, wouldn't have been surprised. Uh, also, on the sports angle, since we do reference a lot of Rocky movies in the sports world. In fact, I think I mentioned Creed earlier today. Burgess Meredith would have had a birthday today. He died back in 1997. The legendary Mickey from uh, from Rocky. He's a killer rock. He'll get you. He'll destroy you. This guy's gonna eat you alive. 
Mickey in Rocky Three is the best Mickey for me. I know early Mickey is important, Mickey, but Mickey explaining to Rocky why he didn't want the girls in the in the gym, why he didn't want the cameras in the gym, and why he thought Clubber Lang was going to kill Rocky. That's my favorite Mickey. Yeah, Clubber Lang was talking about banging his wife and stuff. You don't want no part of that. <laughs> no, That's a different type of brother right there, It really man. was. Rocky three, so Rocky great. was ready. He did the right training, and yeah, Mr. T got knocked out. Eventually he got there. Yeah, it's at some point. That sports analogy will always be there. Your team, your favorite team, or your favorite athlete, you want them to be Rocky at the end of Rocky three, not Rocky at the no, beginning no, of Rocky three. No, no. That's, a different, that's a different thing. In fact, I thought of that analogy the other day with this L. LBJ football team to hit high school real quick because deep down Jamal Finner needs his team to be Rocky at the end of Rocky 3. Because when you play some of that stuff in district, you're thinking, ah, we're not Rocky in the middle of that movie, are we? We're not Rocky at the beginning of that movie, are we? So far, it looks like they're Rocky at the end of that movie. Let's hope they can get all the way to the end of the movie. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I keep thinking, man. I keep thinking. Is your team, your your team may be. Your team or your athlete may be hard, but are they hardened? Are they properly hardened and sharpened and ready to go? That's what LBJ is trying to find out. We'll see if Port Natchez Groves got anything for him on Friday night. All right, that is why today matters, but also Texas and Gonzaga is why today matters. Zay, I want you to give the Longhorn fans that are going to this game tonight one piece of advice. Give them a simple piece of advice about yelling, when to yell, why to yell, what to yell, because it feels like they've gotten their seats. Now we got to get them to the next level. What's the next level? Uh, just be ready. Just be ready. Take a nap because it's a late one. Take a nap. That's 8.30. Chris Beard said it. That's the best advice for Texas Take fans I think I've ever heard. Nap. Eight thirty. That, yeah, that it's gonna be a late one. Yeah. So be prepared. The horn should give you a good show. This is why the Moody Center's here. This is why, you know, you, you brought these new recruit in or recruits in and continue to get recruits like Ron Holland out of Duncanville, who's a five star, because of games like this. I mean, we know that Texas is a football school. We get that. But they've had some pretty good teams and pretty good players come throughout this uh, basketball program, and it should only get better. And when Drew Timmy and Gonzaga Bulldogs come into town, this is why you come here. Also, if you're in the older crowd listening, if you're in the younger crowd, you just you got to show up. You got to be crazy. You got to be in- intense. You got to make noise. You got to know when the other team has the ball. It's a big moment, and it, you follow follow along, make noise, get ahead of things. Don't just react. But if you're an older person, I want y'all to listen to me very carefully. If you're older, if you're like 30 or older and you're going to the Moody Center tonight, tell somebody that's in your group to slap you in the face if you, Damn, you if you use the words, could you please sit down? If you tell another human being <laughs> to sit down inside that building, tell your husband, your daughter, your son, your mother, your grandfather, tell them to slap you in the face. Stop telling people to sit down at Texas basketball games. It shouldn't exist ever again. People do that? They did it at the Irwin Center. I don't want to hear oh, about it at Moody. No. I don't want to hear it at the Moody. That's a disgrace. If they're standing up, you need to stand up. If you want to see, you can stay seated if you'd like. Don't tell people to sit down. Please don't. Please don't. You can tell them they're in your seat. That's different. Then you tell them to stand up. See, that's why people call us country clubs, stuff like that. That's what I'm that's saying. Just... You can't do that. 
Even uh, inexcusable. I, wow. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of those stories. We were getting those stories, Zay, all the way through last season. Guys, I went to the game last night. Somebody told me to sit down. We've got to stop that at the Moody Center. Can't let it get started. Can't let it get started. Matthew McConaughey, CDC, they don't want that. They do not want that. They want madness. They want craziness, and they want people that will stand when they want to stand and sit when they want to sit, and most of the time stand and yell and scream. If I come back tomorrow and let you know, hey, Chad, I saw a fight in the stands because somebody <laughs> told somebody, somebody took your advice and told somebody to sit their ass down, and uh, they said, what? And what? they slapped the crap out of them, and then there was a squabble. No, 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 no. Keep, keep in mind what I said. Someone in your group needs to slap you. Don't go slapping somebody in the, the, in another group. I'm no, sa- what do you mean? I'm saying if you and your husband are going to the game. Anybody s- could get it. You say to your husband, hey, honey, if I tell anybody to sit down tonight, just reach over and slap me in the face. Slap me. Tell your brother. Tell your uncle. Tell whoever you're going with. Tell your mama. That'd be a good one. Hey, did that dude's mama just slap him? Yeah, he told, he told that dude in front of him to sit down And then when we were in a four-point game in the first half, and, uh, and he got slapped, and he needed to. Texas and Gonzaga tonight at 8.30 on that tip time. Interested to see how the Longhorns stack up there. Coming up, stems and seeds. Let's get you some NFL notes, including a big decision for the Eagles uh, and a couple other things for you as well, and a big day for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. He's back, kinda. This is the horn. If you want me to put it on you, come on. Uh, he helped me out there. With every thug, he's a lady, baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, he helped me out there, Jack. Yeah, because you were really about to say DMX. How dare you? How dare, How dare you? you? I hope I would have said Ja Rule, but you're probably right. You're probably right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna lie. It's you probably know, be true. I'll give you a pass on that because they do growl and bark and stuff like that. It's very similar. <laughs> And they were going to be in a group together with Jay-Z at one point of time. Really? But Jay-Z was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be a pretty big deal with or without y'all. So, you know, let me get this money and do it without y'all. And we'll do some features every now and then. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That's, that's realistic. Anyway. No, you know what? Be honest. Jay-Z kind of saw DMX and was a little intimidated. Because Jay-Z's been quoted saying... Hey, I would have shows with X, and X would go on before me, and he would completely rock the show and yeah. have everybody growling and stuff. And I'd come up next with my smooth approach, and sometimes it wouldn't work. So he would really have to go deep inside his bag to find stuff that the crowd would rock to. Tough act to follow. Oh, yeah, yeah, DMX. He's different. All right, so the female voice there. The first thing I thought of was Mariah Carey, but that, oh, was, wow. that probably, but then it, that it didn't. 
I mean, it's in terms of that kind of talent. But Don't that's get kicked her. out the cookout. You just got invited to the yeah, cookout. You're getting the chitlins before everybody. Big Mama got the uh, uh, the specific hot sauce for you ready. Was and then like, you go and say, Little Mo hold sounds on. like Mariah Carey. That that easily gets you kicked out. Oh, wait. Be you careful. Just told, you just told me who it was then. Okay. Yeah, Little Mo. Oh, I don't know who Little Mo is. Exactly. I'm so and sorry. And we're putting her up with Mariah Carey. I, Little Mo, she, she did good during that I'm era. Sorry. But Mariah wait, Carey. You're saying my comment insulted Mariah. Oh, completely. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were just mad at me because I couldn't get the voice right. Oh, You're, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, you were doing great with the easy stuff, man. <laughs> like, man, this dude, oh, that's He eating collard greens, chitlins, cornbread on the side, and now Big Mama just took your plate back because you said Lil Mo and Mariah Carey are almost the same. Somebody stepping over, excuse me, I'm going to take that cornbread back now. Can't have any cornbread after that. What are you doing? It's all right. We're getting better. We're getting better. It's all right. Hey, at least at the cookout, they would have enjoyed the fact that I didn't know Steve Forbert. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, nobody at the cookout no, would have known who was Steve Forbert. Even at the, Forbert, me. at the Forbert family reunion, I don't think they know Steve Forbert. My goodness. Uh, oh, my good. Good. All right. Uh, stems and Seeds. AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Eagles did make that choice we talked about yesterday. Dallas Goddard goes to the IR. They also got uh, something to help on the defensive line. Linval Joseph, the two-time Pro Bowler, is now an Eagle because, I didn't realize this one, Zay, Jordan Davis had to go to the IR after he, what did he do, high ankle sprain against the Steelers. I didn't realize that. Yo, somebody that big pushing... He has to be pushing like 350. And the high ankle sprain, that is horrible news. And that's a big reason why that Washington Commanders rushing attack was so good against the Eagles because they've been missing him for so long. Even though he's a rookie, he's still a big-time contributor on that defense. Also, big day in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is back at practice. He can practice with him again. Two more weeks, he's got to sit out. And then he is, remember, supposed to be back for that game against the Texans. The way Jacoby Brissett is playing. Now, they're three and six, Zay. Is it still Deshaun Watson's team when he comes back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's no yeah, doubt? Yeah, 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 yeah. You okay. pay them all that money. I repeat, all that money. Yeah. Guaranteed. For him, guaranteed, guaranteed for him to sit. I yeah. don't think so. He's playing once he gets back, rusty or not. That is fair. Cleveland at Buffalo this week. And then uh, Houston Texans. Can I, can I get a victory from you? Houston's hosting Washington. Can I get that as a Cowboys fan? Maybe yeah, not. Taylor Heineke rolling. You saw them give him the Kirk Cousins treatment. He's rolling. They're rolling. It's going to be a dub for the Commanders. By the way, easy choice there for Ron Rivera. He can Even if you were going to go with Wentz, why wouldn't you just play Heineke against the Texans? Right? Oh, yeah. That's easy. And when you do it, you pat him on the shoulder and say, Hey, Heineke, you're my guy. You know that, right? Yeah. And then just send him out there. Yeah. Do not put Wentz back in in that game. Carson Wentz, I wouldn't plan for the rest of the season. Sorry. Well. Hey, it is what it is. You you are sizing up a Taylor Heineke tattoo right now, so we should be <laughs> clear with biased. people. I'm a little biased. You are a little biased. You might be getting a tattoo of Taylor Heineke Yo, somewhere on your body. Taylor Heineke, after every win, he gets a new pair of J's and the color of the team he beat the previous week. He just got some white and green Air Jordan 4s. 
that's a big reason why he's my dude. That is pretty cool. All right, Longhorn Blitz podcast coming up tonight at 7. Gonzaga tip is at 8.30, pregame at 8. And you got Ball Don't Lie coming up. We'll be back for a Thursday show tomorrow. Jeff Howe at 1, Brian Jones at 2. Come on back and see us. Stay right here on the horn. There's a lot going on. Stay safe out there. See ya.